Netflix king. Big time racketeer. Back in full force. This could be one of the big moments in your life. Don't make it your last. Look, this thing might be bigger than even we think it is. Do you need an upgrade to the soundtrack to your life? Perhaps a song from a film or a tune from TV? My name is Gap. Exploding Head Movies is here to give you sounds from the cinema, along with the songs that will be defining your future, and those forgotten classics that need a little rescue. Monday, 7 9 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Hello, everybody. You are listening to 101.9 FM in Vancouver, CITR. Catch Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7. Yes, it's true. Get ready. Exploding Head Movies starts now.
Funk became a really, you know, nice thing for us. Stop. We didn't have to be cool no more. Define so, Funk. Can you? <laughs> anything you needed to be at that time when you're about ready to end your life, that's what funk is. When you're about ready to end your life? You know when it's like this, I can't take it no more. Funk is that excuse that gives you positive. Live on. Let loose. Yeah, you can hang. Good evening to the Ilta, and welcome to yet another episode of Exploding Head Movies. Hopefully you're having a pleasant Monday evening, wherever you may be. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's epically questful community radio station, CITR, your voice of the University of British Columbia on 101.9 FM. We're broadcast at 590 watts from unceded Musqueam territory from the student nest on campus. And our signal takes us throughout the lower mainland. From Squamish to Bellingham, west across the Salish Sea, where our frequency battles to the death with our friends over at UVic CFUV, and then east into the Fraser Valley. In all these places and wherever else the internet takes you, find us on the web at www.citr.ca. CITR 101.9 FM Radio is also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, perhaps some other social media I have neglected to mention. But we're there. You think of it, we're there. Always. By hook or by crook. My name is Gak. And I'll be leading you to the courts of Camelot for the next two hours. So leave your horse behind. But uh, keep those coconut shells handy. Those which you had happened to find. Phone number for the station for those of you listening live. Right now on an epically hot Vancouver June evening. 604-822-2487. Do keep it short and sweet and to the point. At this point, I can tell you right now, you don't have to feed me any lines. We've heard them all before, and obviously once we get to the the meats of the profile, deep within a wooden rabbit, all heard it before. Email radiofreegack at gmail.com. On Facebook and Tumblr, we are Exploding Head Movies. On Twitter, at 100Aaron. On Instagram, I am myopicmon. So we start off with a song I've been hoping to share for quite some time, ever since it uh, came back to my memory over the past year or so. But that goes back to 2006, off of Hey Sugar. That was Bossa Nova with Rare Brazil. Definitely not super Brazilian. Wonderfully drony, though. And uh, it's a project that was headed up by singer-guitarist Chris Storrow. And originally, the recording sessions for Hey Sugar began in 1998, so 20 years ago. But the finished product took some time. Featuring Kurt Dahl, ex of the new pornographer Snow Drums, and then Josh Wells of Black Mountain. And Hey Sugar was Bossa Nova's final album, since they had put out a few 
and they're a staple of the Vancouver Lottery scene at the time. Since that time, Stora had moved to Montreal and uh, spent many a year working on his solo album, which finally came out in 2015, called The Ocean's Door. Dahl helped out again, along with Evan Cranley of The Stars and Maxie Henry of Sons and Young Galaxy. Appropriately tropical. Not necessarily in a Brazilian way. And in the background, this is the Mount Liberation Unlimited. And this appears on a 2014 EP from the Stockholm Ladle Junkyard Connections. So off of Asto traveling through life, this is Clinton Space Funk. And the Mount Liberation Unlimited is this act of producers Tom Lagerman and Nicholas Janson. Really pronounced in the Swedish way. Sweden lost to whoever they were playing in the World Cup. Oh, the tears. If Swedes had emotions. This week's profile is definitely a formative one. You may be of a certain age. Maybe you've watched it recently, or this harkens back to a time where you're watching it in your dorm or in someone's basement. Comedy and youth. So we're going back to 1975 with Monty Python and the Holy Grail. A source of great songs and, of course, great dialogue. But in 2017, there was the release of the actual production library music tracks that were used in the film. And uh, so we'll cover what the DeWolf Music Production Music Library provided. And it sort of ties into some of the budgetary constraints that the comedy troupe had in making The Holy Grail. But all in all, the music, we may not necessarily know who wrote it, but it'll definitely evoke memories. Mostly of laughter and occasional woes. Otherwise, we'll talk a little bit about the Jazz Fest coming up, starting up on Friday. And then we'll talk about some other acts coming out of town. But yeah. Hopefully you had a fine weekend as the heat kicked in, whether by the beach or maybe one of the car-free days, maybe bathing in the forest Japanese style. Whatever you're doing, hopefully it was carefree. Solstice happens later this week as the days reach their maximum length. Indigenous People's Day falls on the solstice itself. So we're going to start off with a remix done by Joni Void, formerly known as Johnny Rippert's the alias of Jean Cousin, originally from Lille in France, but he moved to Montreal in 2012 to study film, and he recently signed to the Constellation label. And yeah, he put out a remix album just a little while ago called Montages, and it features a work on acts like Jessica Moss, Sarah Page, Automatism, and Persons, just to name but a few. But we're going to go with another Montreal act. Alexi Avina, whom we may know as one half of Best Fern, and her most recent album came out this past February called Betting on an Island. But the original version of this song appeared on her 2017 EP Surrender. But this will be the Joni Void remix of Alexi Avina's If I'm the One That You Need. You're now listening to Exploding Head Movies Live from the realms of Studio A of that needful little station that you know and love and need CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
National Indigenous Peoples Day is June 21st, and CITR 101.9 FM is here to provide you a day of special programming and celebration, with programs on language revitalization, Inuit composers, and much, much more. All day, CITR will be broadcasting content by, with, and for Canada's Indigenous people, from Indigenous-focused music playlists and audio documentaries to in-studio interviews. Tune in Thursday, June 21st from 11 a.m. onwards to hear all of CITR's programming on Indigenous culture, identity, and heritage.
From Sweden, that was Snow Allegra. S-N-O-H. A-L-E-G-R-A. Out of the 2016 EP, Don't Explain. That was In Your River. Snow Allegra's debut album just came out a few months ago. It's called Feels. There's a lot more I need to dig up on that. All the feels. Behind me, this is the Nels Klein singers and off the 2002 album Instrumentals. Which I find the irony of having singers on instrumentals, but embrace it. This is Suspended Head. Now you may know Nels Klein from his recent work with Wilco, but he's been known for decades as being an exemplary guitarist. Which sort of pops up here. But Klein is uh, one of the participants at this year's Vancouver TD International Jazz Festival in a few capacities. As Klein joins drummer Scott Amendola, and together they are stretch-woven. And as part of the Innovation Series, they're playing Saturday, June 23rd at the Ironworks at 9.30. Tickets for that and 20 or $23. And he'll be play playing later that night again with Amendola, but also joined by cellist Peggy Lee. Pianist Lisa K. Miller, and then saxophonist Lisa Rielander Love. And that'll be 11.50 again Saturday, June 23rd at the Ironworks. The tickets for that will be $17. So yeah, Jazz Fest starts this Friday, June 22nd, goes till Canada Day. The 33rd annual edition of the Jazz Festival has plenty of big ticket acts. You may have seen Macy Gray listed, Robert Plant, Bonobo. Acts we'll talk a little bit more about next week on the program. But there's a mix of lesser-known acts, plus uh, veering away from pure jazz. Just to show the wide scope of music that is available. Plenty of free shows, too. And if you go to coastaljazz.ca, you'll get the full schedule there. And uh, we'll talk about two of the acts performing here. And then we'll follow up with uh, some other acts that are kind of in and out, tied to it, and whatnot. But we'll start a little jazzy here. Dawn Pemberton, great local R&B singer. And in 2014, she put out her debut album, Say Something, through the Do Right music label. Great Toronto jazz label. And Pemberton will be playing Sunday, June 24th at the Georgia Street Stage downtown by the art gallery should be on at 5 15 and bear in mind all the downtown shows that are outdoors are free don't have to pay a thing also playing on that day star system playing the music of sunra camaro 67 al sarah and the nubatones and then nadidi O. but this will be don pemberton with deeper If you feel it, or am I out of line? I wanna know, do you see it? Is it all in this head of mine? Don't mean to stir up the pot, make it what it's not. I gotta take my chances. This fear, my shot, give it all we got. See how sweet romance is. Let's go deeper, dive in fever. 
Just like roads are grown underground, water in a well. Dig down low, that's where we gotta go. It's the only way to tell. If our hearts and minds intertwine, if hearts of love and let it shine. Don't know if we're meant to be on the wrong way to see. Let's go deep, yeah. wanted to see what's below the surface? The UBC Aqua Society answers all your scuba diving needs. Learn to dive from leaders in Pacific Northwest diver training. Are you already a diver? We offer everything from gear to monthly dive trips to increasing your paddy training. Check us out on Facebook, online at diveubc.com, or check us out in the nest, room number 3125.
from France. That was Ibeye off of last year's Ash album. That was Deathless. Ibeye is the duo of twin sisters Lisa Kainde and Naomi Diaz. And they sing in English, French, Spanish, and the Nigerian language of Yoruba, which uh, moved from West Africa to Cuba as part of the slave movement of the 1700s. The Cuban influence is definitely present as Lisa plays the piano, Naomi plays the Peruvian Cuban percussion instruments. And then joining them on saxophone was Kamasi Washington. And we'll listen to Washington later on in the show with his own music. And recently he's collaborated with acts like Kendrick Lamar, John Legend, and Run the Jewels. And in 2015 he put out his triple album debut, the appropriately titled The Epic from 2015. Kamasi Washington is also at the Vancouver International Jazz Festival, not Ibeyi. Washington's part of the Marquee Series, and he's playing Sunday, June 24th at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $50, and there are still some tickets available. And as I said, at the end of the show, we'll listen to one piece of his. In the background from Portland, Oregon, this is Grails. This is the title track to their 2003 album, The Burden of Hope. Of course, this ties into our eventual profile on the production music library from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. But we'll continue on with some of your acts playing at Jazz Fest. We'll mix and match a little bit as we go here. And a local act swim team, a little bit more on the punk side of things. They are going to be playing with Peach Kelly Pop as they both open up for L.A.'s Cherry Glazer at the Imperial. This show is also on Sunday, June 24th. Doors at 9 p.m. and tickets start at $23. And all the tickets for all the shows associated with the Jazz Festival you can found at coastaljazz.ca. Collaboration with, uh, I think it's Ticketfly, for the appropriate details. Going back to 2015's Freedom Constraint, this will be Swim Team with Recourse. My name's Gak. You're listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM. In the very hats, Vancouver.
After decades of decline, drowning fatalities have been rising dramatically in Canada since 2004. Most drowning victims had no intention of going in the water and harmless situations can become dangerous quickly. This summer, if you're going out on the water, even if you're not planning on going in it, be water smart and be prepared. Here are some things you can do to reduce your risk of drowning. Learn to swim and swim to survive. If you can tread water for a minute, you can orient yourself, and if you can swim 50 meters in a pool, you'll most likely be able to swim to safety in open water. Most drowning fatalities occur within just 15 meters of safety. Wear a life jacket or personal flotation device. 80% of all boating deaths were people who were not wearing one. Take a marine safety course, and if you're going kayaking or canoeing, know how to get out of your craft if it flips over. Practice basic safety moves such as wet exits and self-rescues. Save the alcohol for dry land after you're done playing on the water. And never go out alone. For more information and more safety tips, go to lifesaving.bc.ca.
Chris Isaac. Original version of that song appeared on his 1995 album Forever Blue. And the actor Nicole Kidman used that song to psych herself up before going on set for Stanley Kubrick's final film, 1999's Eyes Wide Shut. Starring her then-husband Tom Cruise. Kubrick dug the song, and it appeared in the film. And that was the radio remix. Chris Isaac, Baby Did a Bad, Bad Thing. Which put out was put out as a single in conjunction with the soundtrack. Chris Isaac's from Stockton, California, which is where he formed his band Silvertone, giving name to his first album in 1985. Didn't do too well, but two tracks on the album appeared on David Lynch's 1986 film Blue Velvet. Of course, that extended into a song appearing on another Lynch film, Wild at Heart. The song was Wicked Game. And Isaac also appeared in Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me, something we profiled last summer in the lead-up to the Twin Peaks The Return series. He was Agent Chester Diamond. In some ways, we're expecting to see a little bit of something of him, but, but no. Isaac's most recent album came out in 2015 called Beyond the Sun, and he's touring, as he often does. Chris Isaac joins some guests this Sunday, June 24th, at the Commodore Ballroom for a concert. Door at 7, show at 8. Tickets start around $80 through Ticketmaster as a 19 and older show. At some point, I need to dig up information tied to his old TV show filmed 20 years ago here in Vancouver. The Chris Isaac Show. It's not on DVD, though. I need to find streaming options for that. Behind me, this is Gypsophilia. And this is off a uh, sampler from the Forward Group label that came out last year. This is Mench Fresser. It's a Halifax act, originally tied to gypsy jazz, but as you can tell, they diversified their sound a little bit more rootsy at times. But uh, the act performed some final shows last August, and they are no more. Let's get back to the jazz festival side of things. As another act participating is the San Francisco experimental band Deerhoof. However, if you're heading to Sled Island in Calgary this weekend, Sled Island, as it were, you can catch them this Friday, June 22nd. Now also playing Sled Island, which goes from June 20th to 24th. Dirty Projectors, also coming to town as part of Jazz Festival. Y Oak, Shabazz Palaces, John Mouse, Cherry Glazer, who I referred to before playing here. Mount Erie, Mount Kimby. Lido Pimienta, Faith Healer, Flaming Lips, Grouper, Joe Past, Mary Timoney, Owen Pallet, along with the Calgary Philharmonic Orchestra, Thundercat, Valishka. The list goes on. Deerhoof are in town next Monday, June 25th at the Imperial, along with Trevor Dunn, J.P. Carter, and Nick Yakishin. Doors at 9, tickets start at $23, and their most recent album came out just a few weeks ago called Mountain Moves. So new, we're playing something off their 2016 album, The Magic. This will be Deerhoof with Little Hollywood.
annual Sled Island Music and Arts Festival returns to Calgary from June 20th to 24th, 2018. Discover over 250 bands, comedy acts, film, and art in more than 35 venues across the city. This year's festival features guest curator Deerhoof, innovative indie rock act Dirty Projectors, electronic innovators Mount Kimby, versatile folk pop duo Way Oak, futuristic hip-hop titans Shabazz Palaces, outsider pop tour John Mouse, and many more yet to be announced. Visit SledIsland.com for details, travel deals, and to get your festival pass. M. Ward, with the title track to his 2015 album, sorry, 2012 album, A Wasteful Companion. You might know M. Ward as one half of She and Him with Zooey Deschanel. 
He also is part of Monsters of Folk with Jim James of My Morning Jacket and Connor Oberst and Mike Mogus of Bright Eyes. Most recent release is 2018's What a Wonderful Industry. Quality stuff. It's the point. I've completely blanked on identifying that he's playing in town. Type, type, type. Everything is so <laughs> not up to date here. We don't want 2014, we want 2018. Timber Concerts presents M. Ward with special guest Scott McCahey this Wednesday, June 20th at the Imperial. Doors at 8, shows at 9. Advance tickets at $25. It's a 19 and older show. Get tickets where you normally get tickets. Online, Red Cat Me, Red Cat Hastings, Zulu, and High Life Records. And in the background, this is the Monroe Music Center in 2013's Choose Your Own Adventure. This is and was the perfect planet. Highly coordinated efforts here, as to be expected on Exploding Head Movies. Stick around. Next hour or so, we're going to cover a whole lot of genres, and then we will get into Multipithon and the Holy Grail. Stay tuned. We all know that the word jazz means many different things to many different people. So check out the real deal on The Jazz Show at CITR, 101.9 FM, or CITR.ca for live streaming. Yours truly, Gavin Walker, is your host, and I guarantee the straight goods of three hours of jazz at its finest. So come on by and give your ears a musical workout, 9 p.m. Mondays. Don't miss it. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. You're listening to Exploding Head Movies here on CITR Radio. And behind me, this is A.C. Newman. Off his soundtrack to the 2014 film The F Word. This is dropping Chantry off. You might know A.C. Newman as Carl Newman. Probably best with the new pornographers. And yes, we've profiled the soundtrack work back 2014 here on Exploding Head Movies. Latest pornos is 2017's Whiteout Conditions, the first without Kurt Dahl, whom we heard earlier as part of Bossa Nova, and then Dan Bahar of Destroyer, which, honestly, for the first time in 20 years, was more of a timing issue than anything else. Up next, uh, we have a folk trio from Toronto here that was recently in town, to the point I should have played something back then, but... Things are convoluted sometimes. Two hours. You think it's a long listen? I bet it is. But it's also kind of a scramble sometimes to plan ahead. But The Good Lovelies. Excellent folk trio. And the most recent album is Shapeshifters, which is where this song can be found. Move Away Clouds. 
by the good lovelies. Support the women of the downtown east side and spring into the Scotiabank Charity Challenge on June 24th. 
joined the Downtown Eastside Women's Center in crowdsourcing funds and spreading awareness of their organization, which provides safe space, emergency shelter, basic essentials, and a continuum of support to marginalized women. Go to www.dewc.ca slash run dash four dash dewc for more information.
2015's I Declare Nothing. That was Tess Parks and Anton Newcomb with Wemmet. Newcomb you might know from the band The Brian Jonestown Massacre. Definitely hearkening a bit more of a spookier vibe, especially with uh, the Canadian Parks involved, who is an Alan McGee protege. So it's a connection to Creation Records. But almost sounding a little bit like Mazzy Star. Which is an act I haven't played in a while. Maybe I'll dig up something in the future. Wonderful dirgy stuff. In the background, this is the Hawk, otherwise known as Alan Hawkshaw. One of the legends of the British production music library scene in the 60s and 70s. And from the 1976 compilation Pulse of Events, this is The Investigator. Alright, up next uh, we'll go to Ottawa, although they now call Toronto home. The band's called Mets. And if you're heading to the Sub Pop 30th Anniversary Festival in Seattle, August 11th, they'll be participating there, since they're assigned to that label. But otherwise, closer to home, they are playing the Rickshaw, September 14th. Their most recent album, Strange Peace, which was also released in Canada through the Royal Mountain label. This will be Mets with a Z, with Mr. Plague. Otherwise, I have some weird random stuff that's happened on the appropriate devices to play with you, so at some point, I'm going to figure out what I'm doing. Mostly, I'm doing something wrong. A plague, as it were.
This Quarter magazine has been supporting local music for over 30 years. Thanks to the long-term support of the Rickshaw Theater, This Quarter lives. Favorite bands are playing at the Rickshaw Theater. Check out their calendar just behind the cover of Discorder Magazine or at rickshawtheater.com. good now and then to take a look at what you're about to play <laughs> so you're not surprised you're like oh we were gonna play that no we weren't something else was gonna happen the powers of technology but we're gonna glide out of that as though we knew what we we're doing here off of a split cassette with mormon crosses as part of a tour back in 2013 that was the vancouver act diane with worship things have been pretty quiet in the diane camp not to be confused with the Toronto band Diana, which always makes internet searching complicated, despite the names. But, but yeah, Diane has been pretty quiet to the point. Their final tweet goes back to November 2016, simply saying, I miss us. They did play Music Waste back in 2015. Great trio. Maybe one day they'll come back. We'll see. The impermanence of finality. In the background, this is Off World and off of the second part of a trilogy of albums, conveniently numbered called Two. 
This is the Grail. Lead us into the comedy portion shortly here, but let's talk about some of the soundtracks that are coming out this week. Although my wonderful list of things seems to indicate a lot of stuff that happened last week, too, that I didn't mention. Maybe it just deals with some of the websites I rely on for this information. It's heaven knows. I barely get any copies of these myself. All the soundtracks I share with you, they're from the personal library, or I have to hunt them down and spend it myself. Anyways, for new releases, Will Gregory and Adrian Utley performs the score for Arcadia, and that's out through Lakeshore Records. And Utley is the guitarist from Portishead, who have been quiet over the past decade or so, aside from touring. If you have seen Incredibles 2, there is a Pixar short that precedes it. It's called Baby Bow, and Toby Chu provides the song Bow. That's a single out through Walt Disney Records. And there's a connection to a Chinese-Canadian animator who ended up producing it. Definitely something I need to catch, as it's in theaters now. Chris Rowe provides the music for Children of the Snowland, and then the Octopus Project provides the score for Damsel. And that's out through Milan Records. The Good Exorcist is scored by Curtis Allen Hager. And uh, for the record, some of these, I don't have their labels associated with where they came out from. I'm sure it exists somewhere. But in the case of aggregating all these results, things are lost or never conveniently highlighted. So here you go. Gaudy, the uh, crime movie starring John Travolta which is bombing quite well from what I can see in the news. Scored by Jorge Gomez, or Jorge Gomez, sorry, and then Armando Christian Perez. We'll do a Pitbull connection. That's out through Sony Masterworks. And Jerome Leroy provides the music for The Housemaid. That's out through Milan as well. Tying into Monty Python is Terry Gilliam's latest film, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Rock Banos provided the music for the film. That's out through Melium Music. And Gilliam's been trying to get the man who killed Don Quixote out for over 20 years. And there's new legal trouble from one of its former producers, which may stop it. Who's now known as the man who killed the man who killed Don Quixote. As it were. Hopefully this gets all sorted out. But so Gilliam-esque. Gilliam's debut movie? co-direction with Terry Jones. A little something called Monty Python and the Holy Grail to be profiled here shortly on Exploding Head Movies. What else? So Keen Lee, Adam Litovitz, and Ala O'Brien provide the score for Octavio is Dead. That's out their last gang records. Jermaine Franco provided the music for the comedy Tag. That's out through Lakeshore Records. Martin Stig Anderson and Mick Gordon provide the music for the video game Wolfenstein 2. The New Colossus, and that's out through Bethsida Softworks. All right, there's all manner of re-releases out as well, too, including uh, Georges Garvavirenz's music from The Tenth Victim, Piero Piccioni with the music from uh, That Man in Istanbul, uh, John Lurie and various artists providing a vinyl version of the Ginger Mouche film Mystery Train, Bill Justice and Jerry Reed provide the soundtrack to Smoking the Bandit, and that's out through Geffen Records, and uh, something I should profile one day, Peter Shekeli's score to the sci-fi film Silent Running. That's out through Intrada Records. 
best know it for the Joan Baez music more than anything else, along with a whole bunch of Tiny Robots and Bruce Dern. Kind of fits into Dark Star, which we did on Exploding Head Movies last week. That's available on the podcast. Anyways, enough of me blathering on for a while. Let's listen to at least two comedians say their piece. And uh, the first is someone who unfortunately died 20 years ago under horrible circumstances. And it's Phil Hartman, originally from Ontario and Canada. And oddly enough, amongst his comedy, he also designed a lot of album covers, including Steely Dan's Aja. Along with his voice work for The Simpsons and appearing on Saturday Night Live, he made his own comedy album back in 1989, highlighting all the voice work that he does, his creativity, and along with what a funny guy he was. And it still feels sad that we don't have him. You think about news radio, how the I had to continue on with one season without him, and what could have been with Futurama voicing Zap Brannigan, as it were. Anyways, from Phil Hartman's Flat TV, which was re-released, and there's plans to animate parts of that album. This will be Phil Hartman with the Monday Night Mystery Theater. Because it is Monday night here, and man, this show is a mystery at times. The Monday Night Mystery Theater. Tonight, The Luther Krupp File, starring Alan Dick as private detective Chick Hazard. And now, our movie. It was 2 a.m. I was working late wrapping up the paperwork on the Toluca Lake cat burglar case, when suddenly the phone rang. It was old Pop Beeler, manager of the Aloha Motor Court Apartments in Hollywood, not two blocks away from my office. Yeah, Pop, what's wrong? When did it happen? There's been a shooting in room number You're not six. two blocks away. I'll be right over. You better get over here quick. 2.45 a.m. I was right. The Aloha was not two blocks away. It was more like a couple of miles. But that was okay. It gave me time to think. Quickly, the pieces began to fall together. For about three weeks, room number six at the Aloha had been occupied by Fingers Purcell. Fingers was a small-time crook, a lowlife dog-beating, purse-snatching, child-molesting drunk who was making a decent living and forming the vice squad on local hoods. Had somebody offed fingers? Why would anybody want to hurt him? Maybe Pop would have some answers. 2.55. I reached the office of the Aloha. Hi, Pop. Do you mind if I ask you a few Is questions? You, chick? Has anyone left fingers room? No, I don't mind. Okay, I'd better take a look. You'd best call the police. Huh? You mean fingers Cautiously, room? I approached the flat. The door was ajar. I drew my snub-nosed 38 and burst into the room. Freeze! In the middle of the floor lay the eerie, bloated form of Fingers Purcell. It was a tongue job. His tongue had been stretched and ripped by the roots from his ashen face. It was laid across his chest like a loud tie. There was a clean bullet hole between his eyebrows. I couldn't rule that out as the cause of death. Shivering in the corner was the suspect. Drop it! The Luger 9mm fell to his feet. My God. What have you done? I didn't want to do it. I had to do it. It was in the contract. 
I needed the money. It's hard for an immigrant to find work. I begged him, please, let me just shoot him. But oh, no, he was a squealer. He was a squealer. They said I had to, nah, I had to pull. I had to pull out his tongue. You think I wanted to? I had to. It was in the contract. Don't you understand? Oh, Don't. my God. They, they even gave me these sandpaper gloves so I could get a good grip. <laughs> I thought I was going to be sick. Just then, the police arrived. Ah, it's you, Hazard. You look ill. Uh, I'm okay, Lieutenant. Good Lord, man. Get to the lavatory. All right, sir. Your name, please. My name is Krupp, Luther Krupp. I didn't want to do it. I had to do Henderson, it. Henderson, give Mr. Krupp his rights. Mr. Krupp, you are under arrest. And as such, you have the right to remain silent. Yes, remain silent. You also have the right to an attorney. And any statement you make may be used against you. Lieutenant. Thanks, Henderson. Mr. Krupp, do you wish to make a statement? Remain silent? An attorney? That's right. Used against me? Do you wish to make a statement, Mr. Krupp? Well, of course. You see, I was walking through the parking lot when I heard the most disturbing sound coming from the room of my friend, Mr. Purcell. It was a kind of a all type noise, you see, and, well, naturally, I was compelled to come to his aid, and so I came into the room, and there he was, trying to pull out his tongue. I tried to stop him. I screamed, stop it! Stop it! I couldn't stop him! I drew my pistol. I told him if he didn't stop, I'd kill him, but he didn't! He pulled it! He pulled out his tongue anyway! Uh, he fell to the floor in agony. I shot him! I shot him because, because I'm a man of my word. All right, Mr. Krupp, just relax now. It's all over. It took guts to do what you did, Krupp. That was a very noble act of philanthropy. I can see you're shaking. Well, you may go home now. Just leave your phone number with Officer Henderson. Henderson, don't touch the body. Why do you always have to touch the bodies, Henderson? 3.02 a.m. I emerged from the lavatory feeling much better. The lieutenant seemed to have a grip on things. All right, Hazard, I've got a grip on things. Get the hell out of here. Henderson, will you keep away from there? 3.03 a.m. It had been a grueling experience. I started back to my office. Okay, kids, bedtime. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an advertisement for Finding the Funny on CITR 101.9 Mondays 6 to 6.30. We'd love for you to tune in and check us out on Twitter at Finding Funny FM. Every week, host Nico McEwen talks about new comedy topics, whether it be stand-up, sketch comedy, TV comedy, and more, always playing some of the most hilarious bits with your host, Nico McEwen. You guys know I don't just listen to rap music. I like a lot of different types of music. I have eclectic tastes. Thanks mostly to something called the BMG Music Club. <laughs> if you're not familiar with that, it was a company that would mail you about 12 CDs <laughs> and then just hope 
you would send them money. <laughs> they are out of business. But I love them, because they helped me expand my horizons. Because growing up, for every rap CD I would get from them, I'd also get one that my mother would call a white people CD. <laughs> and that's the one I'd have to hide under my mattress. <laughs> All right, wear headphones. So if she came around, I could pretend like I was still listening to gangster rap. <laughs> So she come near and I just be like, oh, okay, I know what to do. Rap music, rap music. Uh, niggas and bitches doing shit like they do trifling. <laughs> just classic rap lyrics. <laughs> But what I was really listening to was, you know I'm such a fool for you. <laughs> Just some real cranberry shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a hardcore cranhead. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Zombie all day. <laughs> Comedian, actor, and writer Ron Funches. Off of his 2015 album, The Funches of Us, that was him detailing his eccentric tastes. Behind me, this is Vivian Ellis and the Cavendish Nine. Off of the 2004 Intermission Impossible Cavendish series, this is you. Take it from here. Forgot to say, Funches was in town a couple weeks ago. And if you're heading to Spokane, he'll be at the Comedy Festival there June 28th. But he's back in town here one way or another. Quite the delight. Anyways, since we're referring to Cranberries there, why don't we actually hear a Cranberry song before we get into Monty Python? Now, as 2018 goes, it's hard to remember everything that has seemingly gone wrong. At this point, the Americans have decided to detain kids separate from their parents and lock them in cages. Way to go! But yeah, January this year, Dolores O'Riordan of the Cranberries died. At the time, the rest of the band were working on a new album along with the 25th anniversary release of their debut. Everybody else is doing it, so why can't we? Uh, obviously, both were delayed, but they actually are still working on the new album since O'Riordan actually had completed her vocals for that before she was found dead in a London hotel. Still need to actually dig up what happened there since the news and the internet's not telling me too much. But yeah, the Cranberries. It's good for a B-side off their 1992 single Dreams. And the song also appeared in the 1995 film Empire Records, which most of us know mostly for its soundtrack. Here are the Cranberries with Liar. Otherwise, get your coconuts ready. It's time to go 
the round table. Cycling is hosting Bike to Shop Days. On June 22nd to June 24th, come out and get advice on the gear and techniques that allow you to easily use your bike for shopping trips. There will be route maps for shopping, celebration stations, which have info, snacks, and free bike tune-ups, discounts at local shops around Metro Vancouver, a passport challenge where participants collect stamps at celebration stations to win prizes, guided rides, and riding to local stores to show support. Check out bikehub.ca for more information. Listening to CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver. Ice cream man, ice cream man, uh, can I have this? I want this over here and a, a toast on by my father and give me this ice over here and vanilla cone. Thank you, ice cream man. Thank you, thank you, ice cream man. Listen to Exploding Head Movies on CITR 101.9 FM. Thank you. When lights are around the table, we dance where we're able. We do routines to call a scene to put work in bed cable. We dine well here in Camelot, we eat ham and jam and spam
Silly, silly place. From the 1989 compilation Monty Python Sings. That was the song written by Graham Chapman, John Cleese, and Neil Innes. Knights of the Round Table, otherwise known as the Camelot Song. There's the background. An organ version featuring a snippet of Fats Waller's ragtime song Alligator Crawl. One of the staples, apparently, of the 1970s British cinema experience. Also appearing as the intermission song from 1975's Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Our soundtrack profile this week here on Exploding Head Movies. The film was filmed between seasons three and four of the legendary BBC comedy series. Attempting to retell the tale of the epic quest of the Crusades to find the legendary cup used in the Last Supper. Hosting a bit of the blood of Jesus Christ. Originally the film as written was going to feature a lot more modern day elements, but as the scripts were revised over time, it focused more on the medieval side of things, which was always an interest of one of the directors, Terry Jones, who co-directed the film with Terry Gilliam, sort of by default, as the others, Michael Palin, Eric Idle, along with Cleese and Chapman, had zero interest whatsoever. Now, it's one of those films that definitely jumps out as people quote it all the time. And we're going to listen to two different soundtracks from The Holy Grail. And we'll go with the one that was first widely available in 1975, Known as the album of the soundtrack of the failure, the failure, oh my god, the album of the soundtrack of the trailer of the film of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, of course being the executive version. And uh, we're going to start off in the sort of the preamble that leads into what the film will be. This will be a live broadcast from London to the premiere of the film, along with some narration from the Silsbury Hill Gentleman's Room. Now, while the film Monty Python and the Early Grail is being loaded into the huge projectors by Vincent Wong, the Sino-Scottish projectionist here in Silver Hill, let's look back to that never-to-be-forgotten occasion when the film was premiered in London's busy West End. Bob Gandy is the reporter. Hello and welcome to Old Compton Street. It's a mild night here, warm for early April, and a large crowd has gathered outside to watch this great gala night for the stars. Cars are arriving quite fast now. Here's a beautiful Rolls-Royce silver corniche, all white, sliding gracefully up to the doors of the cinema. Commissioner Alf Venables, ex-father of Terry, steps forward, opens the door, 
And out steps a radiant Miss Taylor herself, looking absolutely stunning in an off-the-shoulder organza and silk dress. And next comes Burt Reynolds in a huge red Ferrari sports car. Oh my God, Burt Reynolds has run into the back of the Corniche, and Miss Taylor turns and makes a splendid gesture. And great heavens, that's Steve McQueen, whose 18-year Daytona special has somersaulted through the piled into the back bumper of... And who's this coming through the windscreen of the Mini? Yes, it's lovely star Barbara Streisand flying through the air in a beautiful Bill Gibb creation. And she's landed half on Roger Moore, looking quite well, and half on Jack Nicholson, who's not so well. And who's that under the back wheel? It's... Yes, it's Faye Dunaway. No, no, it's Victor Mature in the blazing frock. Yes, all the stars are here tonight. That's Joan Crawford squashed in between the bonnet and Pete Murray and the box office door. And Shirley Temple, her head battered out of all recognition. Oh, yes, a great galaxy of stars there. But now, here at the classic, the lights are dimming. The film is about to commence. So, from the gentleman's restroom, over to my colleague, Dougie Nero, in the rear stall. Welcome to the rear stalls. I'm in row T, just three seats along from the legendary seat 12. And now the titles are coming to an end as the film finally gets, well and truly, all your own. I'm sorry, I don't know why I said that. Anyway, the film is now underway. going quite well at the moment. soundtrack does justice to it because it certainly was ha, the most outstanding joke. Well, it's still all uh, pretty visual so far. Who goes there? It is I, oh. Arthur, son of Uther now, Pendragon from the dialogue. Castle of Camelot. Uh, this is the first dialogue scene. A very funny little scene this between Arthur Sovereign and his servant Pepsinger and two unnamed Fully soldiers. Standing on the battlements and this is of my this castle, the castle Patsy. itself is—we uh, have ridden the length and breadth of the land in search of knights who will join me in my court at Camelot. I must speak uh, with your lord and master. Probably. And Arthur oh, is engaged in yes, asking the soldier coconut. standing what? right up You've there on the top of the wall of if he knows of any together. knights so, who might be prepared have to join King Arthur at the round through the table. Kingdom of Mercia, and the knight amusingly replies in a cheerful we found them. and quite found unexpected them? matter. In Mercia, the coconut's tropical. Sorry. Bring out your date. Bring out your date. Here's one. Ninepence. I'm not dead. What? Nothing. Here's your ninepence. I'm not dead. Here. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not. He isn't? Well, he will be soon. He's very ill. I'm getting better. No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. Oh, I can't take him like that. It's against regulations. I don't want to go on the car. Oh, don't be such a baby. I can't take him. I feel fine. Well, do us a favour. I can't. Well, can you hang around a couple of minutes? He won't be long. No, I've got to go to Robinson's. They've lost nine today. Well, when's your next run? Thursday. You think I'll go for a walk? You're not fooling anyone, you know. Look, 
Please know something you didn't know. I feel happy. I feel happy. Ah, oh, thanks very much. Not at all. See you on Thursday. Right. All right. Who's that then? I don't know. Must be a king. Why? He hasn't got shit all over him. So, with parts of the album, of the soundtrack, of the trailer, of the film, of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, we heard live broadcast from London, the premiere of the film, along with narration from the Silbury Hill gentleman's room. Then speaking over the arrival of the castle, before we heard a bit of Bring Out Your Dead. Before we get into a remix by Kid Koala, off of his 1996 debut mixtape, Scratch Cratch Ratratch. Oddly enough, my mom could do that faster than I can. Scratch, 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 scratch. We heard the medieval retro acts along with an excerpt of Joptal. We actually will hear the cue in isolation shortly. And behind me, this is Edward Michael with Vision of Fear. Now, the budget for Monty Python and the Holy Grail in 1974 was only 200,000 pounds at the time including investments from the rock bands Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, and Genesis. So it was a tight budget. They had to rely on only one castle for filming, in spite of the Scottish Parks Board allowing multiple filmings, except they realized that uh, it was inappropriate, despite all the murders and whatnot happened in these castles before. Another obvious cue with regards to the budget involved uh, was that uh, the troop didn't have horses that they rode, so... They relied on the old uh, Foley artist trope in past radio programs of relying on coconut shells, which are then demonstrated on screen in lieu of horses. Now, Neil Inns, who had worked with Eric Idle with uh, the Ruttles and had been uh, one of the unofficial members of Monty Python, along with the sole female, Carol Cleveland, Inns had recorded medieval music fitting in the timeline of 10th century AD, but upon test screenings, it was rejected, and it felt like more epic music was required to contrast against the jokes. And one of the things that actually happened from these test screenings was some of the music hid the rapid-fire humor, so its usage was scaled back. And the music, similar to Edward Michael, was licensed from the DeWolf Music Library, which is where the TV series Monty Python's Flying Circus relied on as well. Cheap to license, and uh, the appropriate material was readily available. And uh, in 2017, the DeWolf Music label released some 
of the cues in isolation. So, if you're a fan of the opening titles to the movie, Pierre Avery, the French composer, provided the music that eventually degraded into Swedish moose jokes. We'll start with Wide Horizon, then get into Ice Flow, and then we'll get into some of the heroic themes we've heard quite extensively. Here we go. No need to run away!
So from DeWolf Music presents music from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which came out in 2017 through their own label. We heard Pierre Avery with Wide Horizon and the Ice Flow. Then we heard Jack Trumby with King Arthur's heroic theme, particularly the final minutes. That was Homeward Bound. And Trumby was the alias of the Dutch composer, arranger, conductor, trombonist, bassist, and pianist Jan Stokart. Trombi also had another song in the film that was used in some of the book segues. Otherwise, uh, we had to lose some music from Derek Laren, despite the fact it was 20 seconds long and probably was only funny to me. Other artists that appeared were part of the DeWolf Composer Library roster. Anthony Maurer, Dudley Matthew, Eric Tauren, Keith Papworth, Kenneth Essex, Oliver Armstrong, Peter Fracklin, Peter Knigget, Ivor Slaney, forgetting somebody else here, Roger Webb. There was also repurposing of the old Rediffusion TV broadcast day as part of the fanfare. In the background, this is Stanley Black with one of the cues used towards the end of the film as the castle is spotted and then sailed to. This is the promised land. For a time, Monty Python and the Holy Grail was the largest grossing British film in the U.S., Especially funny, because if you saw the film, it ended kind of abruptly. Tied to its budget woes, but it definitely made its money back. And the film was released at a nice time, since the first airings of Monty Python's Flying Circus started on PBS. And uh, became a cult hit, much to the surprise of the British humorists, because they didn't think any other humor would translate into North America. Holy Grail was co-directed by Terry Jones and Terry Gilliam. And Gilliam went in the full-time direction afterwards, despite causing strife with the rest of the Pythons for his more technical approach to directing, whilst Terry Jones was more into the acting side of it. In Gilliam's case, it was tied to his background as an animator, but there's been a lot of films of his since, as I said before, including, hopefully we'll see, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Monty Python and the Holy Grail was the inspiration for the Broadway version called Spamalot, and uh, Spearhead by Eric Idle, debuted in 2005. Been very popular. There's been very tour various touring productions. Includes some of the actual dialogue verbatim and some of the songs. That's it for Exploding Hit Movies this week. Coming up very soon is The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker, who will take you to midnight and beyond. So stay tuned to CITR for the rest of your Monday evening. It will be a misty theater of some sort. Next week, we'll look at Colin Stetson's music from the recent horror film Hereditary. Two weeks from now, it's Canada Day weekend. I'm off. I'll be in Thunder Bay. But we'll be back in July for some stuff tied to Dead Shack, Handmaid's Tale, The Handmaid, maybe some Yacht Rock. We'll see. Otherwise, to wet your whistle for the jazz, let's get some Kamasi Washington here since he is in town Sunday, June 24th at Queen Elizabeth Theater. As part of the TD International Coastal Jazz Music Festival, I've added some extra words there. You'll figure it out. Go to coastaljazz.ca for the full list of things. Off of his 2017 EP, Harmony of Difference, this will be Kamasi Washington with Desire. Don't run away. <laughs>